Yo, today's QOD is you can have everything all the time. Here we go. Welcome back to the Quote of the Day show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Money Mindset Week rolls on with Marissa Peer. And today she's going to show you what it really means to be abundant and how when you overcome your limiting money programming, you can live the abundant life. Here's Marissa. So do you know what abundance means? Anyone know what abundance means? Put your hand up. Not enough people, but that's good. Abundance means a lot of everything all the time. Who here was told as a kid, you can have everything all the time. Just go out and you can have it all. all. Anyone ever told that? You can have it all, all the time? Anyone? Isn't that amazing? None of us get told, hey, life is great. You're in the womb and it's Hawaii and there is 75 degrees. You have 24 hour room service, whatever you want, it's there. You're always connected to a person, you hear their heartbeat, they take you around, but you're never lonely, never hungry, always get served. And so babies come onto the planet with this great idea. Oh, I can have everything all the time. No baby says, you know, my mum's been up all night. I really shouldn't cry, it's 5 a.m. She's kind of sleep deprived. No baby says, you know, my mum went to Planet Organic and got this broccoli, which I can't stand, but it was expensive, it was organic. Then she pureed it, so I shouldn't go all over this T-shirt that she just spent ages bleaching and ironing. They don't care because they have this belief that says I can have everything all the time. So abundance means you can have everything all the time. And we're born with this great belief, I can have everything all the time. And I remember saying to my little girl once at Christmas time, I said, what do you want? She said, well, mommy, I want a Barbie palace and a horse and a swimming pool. I said, that's a lot of stuff. And she said, mommy, you don't understand. Father Christmas doesn't buy it, the elves make it. It's all free. The elves make stuff and you tell him what you want and he comes down the chimney and gives it to you. Because she had that abundance mindset. And if I ever took her to the store and said, do you want a piece of candy? Go and pick some. I mean, we don't do a lot of candy. Eric's in the room, so I have to be very careful about saying I ever took my child to the store and bought her candy, but every now and again. But I'd hear these other mothers saying to their kid, get some candy. They come out, and say, who do you think you are? You can't have that. Do you know how expensive that is? And then kids begin to think, oh, I shouldn't ask for stuff. I asked my dad when he got really upset, when I'm not made of money, who do you think I am? I can't find the money. We don't have that kind of money. It doesn't grow on trees. Whereas my little girl one day said to me, Mommy, you should never argue about money with Daddy. Because if you go to the bank, they give it to you. Because that was her belief. You go in, give them a piece of paper, and they give you money. And then you put this plastic thing in the wall, and the wall gives you money. And she really believed that, that you just put something in a wall, because she said to me once, Mommy, can I have one of those American Express cards? She was only about five, but she had this kind of idea that that's the coolest thing. You have a little card, and you give it to people, and they give you whatever you want. So I'm only telling you these stories because 
children have this belief, I can have everything, all the time until they start to hear this stuff. I don't know where to find the money, but you don't go out and find money. You, you make money, you monetize your gifts. But, you know, we learn half of what we learn in our whole life before we're five. Isn't that amazing? Your relationship with money was set before you were five years old. Your relationship with your health was probably set too before you were five. And even your relationship with love was set before you were five. I, this stunning girl came to see me one day and she went, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't find love. I don't know what, I just never can find a guy. Everything goes wrong and I get ghosted and dumped. And to look at her, you'd have thought that, that just can't be because she was breathtaking. But when we were talking, she said, you know, my dad used to say to me every day, it's one statement. You'll never, ever, 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 ever find anyone to love you like I do. In your whole life, you will never find anyone to love you like Daddy loves you. It's not possible. Nobody could love you like me. And I hear people saying that all the time. My friend was saying it to her daughter. You'll never find anyone that loves you like me. I said, don't say that. You gotta say, I love you so much. And when you go through life, you're gonna find people who love you like I love you, because you're lovable. So when we're kids, we hear this stuff and we take it in. And before we're five, we don't really have logic, so we make sense of the world. And we hear people saying, my job is killing me. One of my clients was saying that she couldn't ask for money. She said, um, you know, I'm an accountant, so I, I do accounts, but I never send people bills. And my own accountant doesn't understand. I just can't ask for money. Turns out, when she was talking to me, that her parents were both doctors and they got divorced. And the mother earned more than the father. But the mother, every time she went to visit the dad, would go, ask him for money. And that little school trip coming up, and let's say the trip was $50. She goes, no, tell your dad is $100. $10. And she said, I used to have to say to my dad in the car, I need $110 for the trip. And he knew I was lying. He knew it wasn't that much money. And he looked so sad, but he'd give me the money. And then my mum would say, ask him for money for a coat, ask him for money for shoes. She had more money than me, him. And I remember thinking as a little kid, I'm never going to ask anyone for money ever again. When I grow up, I will never, ever ask for money. The mind is very interesting. Your mind does what it thinks you want it to do. If you see your dad get up every day and go to work going, this job is killing me. I'm dying under the stress. If I have one more, I'm my boss, I'm just gonna jump under a train. We say all these stupid things, but little kids hear it and go, oh, that's what happens when you go to work, it kills you. Another of my clients was saying that her dad, to get terrible migraines every weekend and would say, that's what happens because, you know, I work for myself and it's so stressful and it, that's the price you pay, the, pay, the headaches. And she said, I thought to myself, I, I never want to be successful. I, I don't want that. Now she's in my office saying, well, I, why can't I be successful? And it always goes back to the stuff you hear. So I'm not really going to talk to you too much today because you had a lot of people talking. What I'm going to do, if you'd like me to, is do a big session about taking you back and finding all well, your abundance rocks. Who would like that? Good. Oh. Let's do that. It's easier for me, better for you. But just before we do, everything begins with a thought. Wherever you don't have love, if you don't have enough money, if you don't have enough health, somewhere, somehow, 
you've had a thought that's blocked you. And all our beliefs about money, everything really starts so early. But the great news is you can change your thoughts. So let's just do a whole session and then if we have enough time, I'll talk to you about everything at the end because I'm a great believer that you don't really want to hear it, you want to feel it. So what I'll do if you'd like me to is we'll all go into hypnosis. It's not scary. You're not going to go to sleep. Actually, it's going to wake you up to your possibilities that you can have whatever you want all the time. I mean, a lot of people have these weird beliefs about money, which is if I have more, someone has less. And that's not true. There's enough money for everyone. It's just not distributed very fairly. But you having more doesn't mean anyone will have less. And we hear things like, oh, rich people, they, they have sold their soul. I was um, coming back on a train in London. So I was coming from somewhere. I think I was coming back from Edinburgh to London. And I was in first class because my clients put me in first class. And these two guys walked into the carriage and went, oh, no, this is where all the poshies are. We don't want to be here. And they went straight back to their other carriage. And they didn't even like the first class carriage. And I thought that was so interesting that they rejected what that meant. They wanted to be where they wanted to be because I guess it had a bar and that was more fun for them. But it's really interesting how not only do you have a block, but you, you will reject stuff that you're not used to. Our brain, our primitive brain, is hardwired to keep going back to what's familiar. If any of you ever had children when they're two, they don't like anything new. They want the same cup. I took my daughter at great expense to Finland to see Father Christmas. They had elves and huskies and sled rides across there. She spent the whole time watching Little Mermaid in Finnish, which was fine because she'd watched it 102 times. She knew exactly what she was saying in Finnish. So next year, we'll just stay home and get some Swedish cartoons and we'll just do that instead. But she liked what was familiar. And, and our brain is like that. How we survive on the planet is by going back to what's familiar and avoiding what's unfamiliar. And that might seem really weird. Would you really avoid money? If you haven't had money and you get it, the percentage of people who win the lottery and go bankrupt, anyone know what that percentage is? How, what do you think if you won the lottery and you hadn't been rich and you won millions of dollars? What do you think the percentage is that you'd be bankrupt in three years? Anyone want to take a guess? Sorry? Over 70%. How could that be? You're poor and you become super wealthy and in three years you're bankrupt. I worked with a guy and he worked in a factory making cookies. He didn't earn much money at all. He became so wealthy, and in three years, he was completely broke. And he said, I prefer, I don't mind, I didn't like that money. It was horrible. He said, I don't know who my friends were. I left my little community, and I bought a big mansion, and no one liked me. When I went out with people, they'd expect me to pay, and if I did, they went, there you go again, showing off. And if I didn't pay, they're like, you expect us to pay? You've got all that money. So I just could never get it right, and then I got rid of it all. Now I'm happy, but not just money. If you haven't had love, if you have not had love and someone comes along and goes, oh my God, you're the best thing ever. You go, oh, I don't like him. He was too good for me. What you're really saying is his behavior was so unfamiliar. I ran back to those guys that never call and, and flirt with all my friends because I, I recognize that behavior. So we, we do like what's familiar, even if it's bad for us. That's the fact, but the very good fact is you can make anything familiar. Being loved, 
having money, being successful, having wealth, having health. But you've got to understand how your mind works. All right, pal, that was Marissa Peer. Her website is marissapeer.com. You can watch this talk on YouTube. It is called Fix Your Abundance and Success Blocks with this powerful hypnosis now. I hope you enjoyed today's talk. We've got one more Money Mindset episode left tomorrow with Bob Proctor, and I will see you then. Peace. Peace.